Uh, good afternoon, and uh, thank you for joining us again for another uh, segment in the irrigation training series from Jane Irrigation. I'm Richard Rastusha, uh, Vice President of Water Management Solutions for Jane, and I'm really excited about our uh, segment today uh, for a couple reasons. One, uh, anybody who's had any um, interaction with uh, Master Gardeners programs, uh, whether it be in California or the other states, knows what a high-quality uh, group and, uh, and how much positive and good information comes from Master Gardeners all over the country. Uh, so we're gonna learn a little bit about Master Gardeners and their programs, how to become a Master Gardener and what Master Gardeners do. So that's gonna be very interesting as well as learning about the Healthy Garden, Healthy Home pro program. Uh, so that's, that's one part of the reason why I'm excited. The other part of the reason is because of our guest, Scott Parker. Uh, Scott Parker is the uh, University of California Cooperative Extension Program Coordinator in San Diego for the Master Gardener Program. I've known Scott for quite a few years. I'd say about eight years. Uh, my wife first got involved with Master Gardeners about 10 years ago or a little over 10 years ago. I joined the program uh, a couple years ago. I went through the uh, program and just loved it. Uh, being a part of it for about eight years before I actually officially joined uh, was great for me because I got to see all the people that were involved and uh, all the good they were doing. So I certainly wanted to be part of that. And part of that also includes Scott. Um, you know, Scott has worked, I love this, he's worked in uh, with the uh, Cooperative Extension in San Diego for, I think he says, 34 years, right? Because he started in uh, a 4-H program when he was, uh, when he was very young. And uh, so it's actually a 49-year relationship with, uh, with the program. Um, but the thing I learned from Scott and I think is so enjoyable every time I see him, you know, many of us work with other people. We have to manage people, and that's difficult enough. Scott's really mastered this concept of uh, managing volunteers, which is a completely new ballgame, but he does it so well. And if you can see the way Master Gardeners work in San Diego, you would, you, you would know we've got great leadership and, and he's doing a tremendous job. So uh, with that, Scott, I want to say uh, welcome and, and good afternoon to you. Well, thank you so much, Richard. That's very kind. Yeah, you know, Scott, I, I told you this story uh, maybe a year or so ago. We had just... Um, acquired a company called ET Water and my boss and I were walking to dinner and we were going to meet the uh, former CEO and his wife for dinner and I was telling my boss I said you know I've got a master's in ag I've won a national award for leadership and landscape and I'm a master gardener and the thing that everybody really likes to grab onto when I talk about those credentials is my master gardener credential so we get to dinner, we uh, meet the former CEO and he introduces me to his wife and he immediately says, and Richard's a master gardener. So my boss just cracked up laughing because I just had told him what, uh, what that was about and how people grab onto that. And Scott, I wanna ask you, I mean, this is true uh, about that, uh, that recognition. Uh, how did master gardeners get so much clout? You know, Richard, I think it, it actually comes for, from two different components. Uh, one of them, as you've mentioned before, um, the information from the Master Gardener program is scientifically based research information that's generated from universities. Um, in the United States, the Master Gardener programs are connected to the land-grant institutions, uh, institutions like Cornell, uh, Penn State, Texas A&M, you know, really stellar institutions. My alma maters, uh, Colorado State University and University of California. I did my undergraduate at Davis. 
And um, these, are, these are institutions that have uh, a, 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 a very um, strong reputation um, in the academic community. And the information that is given to master gardener programs is all generated from these institutions. Uh, the master gardener program really focuses on providing scientifically based research information on home horticulture and pest management to the community. And so there's, there's that piece to it that, you know, it's, it, it's solid, trustworthy information. But even more important, I think, or as important in my opinion would be even more important are those individuals that select to become into the Master Gardener program. Um, and when we're looking at recruiting and selecting individuals to be part of the Master Gardener program, um, and keep in mind, I'm speaking about San Diego specifically, but it really, I think it, 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 it transcends across the country. Uh, we are looking for three different components in individuals to become a successful Master Gardener. And those components may include a volunteer ethic, include a, a lifelong learning uh, desire, and include a interest or, or enthusiasm for horticulture and pest management. But you, most people don't understand or would believe actually the order in which we place those. And the thing that's most important when, I'm, when our program is going through and selecting uh, master gardeners is that we're looking for individuals that have a very strong volunteer ethic. They want to get back to the community. They want to give to the community. They want to participate in community activities. They want to help improve their community. That's the number one thing that we're looking for. The second thing is that they have a desire to, 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 to continue to educate and improve themselves. Um, we're always learning new things. We're always developing new um, uh, uh, programs and new ways in which we can take better care of our, our plants and we can take um, do better pest management. And so we need to continue to educate ourselves about that. So that's real important that master gardeners have a desire to continue to educate themselves. Um, and then the third thing, of course, we want them to have a interest in, in home horticulture and pest management, because that's what we're all about. Um, yeah, certainly, Scott, I've seen, I've witnessed, right, experienced the uh, continuing education credits and what we have to do every year to uh, requalify as a master gardener. And you guys have some fabulous uh, presenters in uh, continuing education. Uh, where, where do you get most of those? How, how does this come about? Well, typically what we're looking for when we're, when we're uh, searching for um, presenters for our program, for our membership, for the programs we work with, you know, once again, we look within the university. We're looking at the academics that work with the university program. We're looking at master gardeners that have been trained um, that on, on this information. But we also, it's real important for us to look out into our community as well. There are so many incredible resources in each of our communities, our community colleges, the other institutions, higher education institutions, commercial industries that have people that, that are absolutely incredible resources and sources of information. Yourself is one of them. Um, you know, we, when we were putting together our, your, our class, uh, our schedule for the class of 2020, we were looking for someone to uh, teach our irrigation management and who better than to reach out to Richard, you know, to teach our, our irrigation. So really looking at those folks that are, that are are seen as, as um, leaders in the industry, uh, whether it's academic or business uh, in the field, so. Yeah, thanks for saying that, Scott. I really appreciate it. That's, that was a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun to uh, work uh, with 
everyone at Master Gardeners. Um, and I just want to mention too, I do have the uh, chat open as well as uh, the Q&A box. So if people have some questions, you can ask them there and, uh, and I can pass those on to uh, Scott as well. Now, Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that we probably have some people that don't exactly know what uh, Master Gardeners do and uh, what the program actually is about. So uh, could you kind of help us understand a little bit about Ma the Master Gardener program and what it does? Oh, Richard, I can help you understand a lot about the program and what it does. <laughs> um, basically, what the Master Gardeners are is a volunteer community service organization that provides information to the community. And we do that about home horticulture and pest management. Now, in San Diego, we have uh, currently 352 certified master gardeners. Now that, just to kind of give you an example of what that is related to the state of California, in the state of California, we have a, just about three, about 6,000 certified master gardeners currently that are involved in the program. In San Diego, and the way I'll talk about this is kind of two different areas of concentration. One area that we have our master gardeners focus on is the community outreach activities we do, the things where we're actually getting out into the community and educating them. And the other, which I'll just touch on a little bit because we've already mentioned it somewhat, is um, the volunteer education piece that we do. That's an internal activity. Now, of course, the public benefits from that, but it's really an internal activity. But when I look at the Master Gardener program, um, we have dozens of organizations, dozens of committees that do outreach activities. And I just kind of want to go through a few of them and let you know, give you an example of what we do. Uh, we have a program called Adaptive Gardening. And this Adaptive Gardening looks at working with the vision impaired community in San Diego County and, and gardening with them. We have another program called Beginning Vegetable Gardening. And this is a group of individuals that came, came together, developed a curriculum, a set of workshops that they actually take out into community settings, whether it's community gardens or school gardens or um, whatever it may be, and teach weekend classes, short weekend classes with experiential activity about the basics of vegetable gardening. Um, we have a program that's devoted to community gardens, and we have master gardener consultants that work with some 85 plus community gardens at, on a consultant basis throughout the county. Um, we have two demonstration gardens in, in San Diego. One of them is located at Balboa Park, which is an absolutely incredible um, tourist opportunity for us to just meet, connect with thousands and thousands of people, and it's one of our community give back programs when Bevel Park was looking at, at um, having some support and maintaining the guards that they're there. We volunteered along with many other gardening clubs in San Diego County uh, to do that. And we also have a demonstration garden up at the flower fields in North County. Now this garden's a little bit different in that we've taken actually and created 12 different mini gardens that represent different types of landscapes and, and, and concepts that you can use for your own garden here in San Diego County, uh, looking at, at what we live with in the Mediterranean climate. I have to apologize for the noise you hear every now and then. Um, I live very near Limburg Field and those are planes flying over my head. <laughs> um, we also have a program called Earth Friendly Garden. And this is a program where actually the individual can go through a, a survey online or hard copy and go through their garden looking at the eight principles of earth-friendly garden, see if they qualify for it. If they don't qualify for it or if there's issues, there's 
recommendations in there on things, practices that they can change or implement to make it earth friendly. And at the end, they can print out a little certificate. If they're really excited, they can actually purchase because you know we're all about making a few dollars here and there. Purchasing one of the earth-friendly garden um, metal signs to proudly display in their yard, so that their neighbors know that yes, indeed, they do have an earth-friendly garden. So, um, so Scott, that earth-friendly garden sign—that's actually an achievement, not just per, uh, purchased. You have to actually qualify. Correct. And correct. That's that's an that's an achievement. You go through you you if you qualify so many then that sort of that, that make your garden earth friendly then you're eligible to, to purchase it and that's why we say we if you if you uh, achieve it we have a printable certificate that doesn't cost anything so you can print that out but if you're really excited you can get this nice little metal sign that we um, a couple uh, new programs that we have developed uh, one of them is called FIG or Friendly Inclusive Gardening. And it's a program that's just starting out and it's look at, looking at gardening and making it available and accessible to all, regardless of age, regardless of ability, um, and, and, and focuses on garden design and how your landscape is put together so that all can enjoy it. Um, we have two programs that, that really work with what I would consider communities that are probably overlooked and, and by the general public. And one of them is called Growing Opportunities. And this is a group of individuals that work with the juvenile justice system in San Diego County. And they go into facilities. We actually have a, a training garden in one of the facilities. And they work with the young men and women in these facilities on gardening workshops. It's, it's wonderful garden therapy, therapy uh, for these, these uh, uh, young people that are work dealing with some extra challenges in their life. We have yeah, another I, program. Oh, go ahead, Richard. I, I know some people involved in that program, Scott. And the thing that I see, right, is they get, uh, there's a lot of give and take there, right, from both sides. But uh, so I see the gardening education is very valuable there. The other thing that I see that's so valuable is just the uh, mentoring experience there mm -hmm. as well. And uh, boy, I've heard some great stories out of there. It's, uh, it's really touching, one of the great programs. You know, one of the things that, that now that you mentioned it, one of the things that I was so impressed by that committee in particular is that knowing that there was the students would would actually uh, uh, go through the system fairly quickly, um, that they created a manual of, of the information that they were giving to these these uh, young men and women, so that when they left, they could take it with them, whether it was something that would become a garden hobby, a lifelong hobby for them, or a possible vocation for the future. But it was it was it was a jewel that they were given to these individuals that they could take with them, and I, I was just extremely impressed by the creativity of the master gardener uh, committee that created that. Um, the other the, the other other community um, or committee that, that works with a committee or a community that's um, I think probably overlooked by some is our reminiscence gardening committee and th th this group actually was just recognized by the state master gardener program as the first place winner in the search for excellence program. This is a group of about 50 master gardeners that go into uh, memory care facilities and work with work with memory care organizations to help individuals that are dealing with those issues and with their caregivers and with their families so that they can re-experience uh, on, a, on, a, uh, a, um, on a sensory level 
the gardening that they have from the past. And it's just some absolutely wonderful um, activities. I'll talk about a little bit later about where you can access some of the information and some of the videos that are created by these programs, which I think are very, very powerful uh, to watch. And, and um, if it's something you're interested in, I would highly encourage you to take a look at that. Um, I was so excited to see them get that recognition from the state level, right? I mean, what, a, what an oh. achievement and what a good program that is. So uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely wonderful and very, very well deserved. Um, another program I was going to talk about is our school garden program. Um, huge. In San Diego County, I want to say that we work with over 400 schools as school garden consultants, um, and we have uh, probably 80 plus school garden consultants that work with those schools. Some of those individuals are working with a dozen or more schools. Absolutely come all. The, the time and energy and devotion that these people put into the program and working and making sure that the school gardens are getting the information and the assistance that they need for the students that are working there. Um, we also have uh, oh, a... Yeah. I was just going to say, Scott, if somebody wants to get involved with Master Gardeners, right, if they want to become a Master Gardener, what do they do? Well, if you want to become involved with the, with the Master Garden program, um, the things that you want to do... That, well, first, what we do in San Diego is it's a selection process, and we typically will run a class every two years. Um, the, the class normally starts in January, so the the, the summer before, we'll start to advertise for it. Uh, we'll put out an application. We'll do a information or open house session so people can come in and find out about it. They'll apply for it. Um, we typically have uh, about 125 to 150 people that will apply for a class. Uh, we'll take those individuals through an interview process, and we end up selecting about 48 individuals to actually participate in the class. Now, once they've been selected to go into the class, they're then committing to us a six-month time block of their six months of their of their life, um, where we will hold classes on a weekly basis. It's a full-day class um, that will cover um, about about two dozen different topics. Um, most of these topics are are information that's being. Um, directed by our state master garden program saying these are the things that we think that master gardeners uh, should and need be uh, advised about. But then additionally, we look at the specialty things that we would need in San Diego, and we will add pieces to that. Um, once again, the lectures, the lecturers or the presenters that we bring for those programs include master gardeners, UC academics, um, and industry professionals. Um, we, we, we like to do a combination of lecture and hands-on activities so that the folks um, you know, really can ma maximize their learning experience. Um, and then we also try to build into that, that six-month time period uh, three or four field trips where we'll actually take them out into the community. Uh, several of them we'll do at locations here in San Diego County. We have some wonderful resources like the San Diego Botanic Garden and the Water Conservation Garden at Cuyamaca College that we'll utilize those facilities and the resources they have there as part of the lecture for that day. Um, and in addition to that, we're fortunate enough to be here in Southern California and fairly close to the UC Riverside campus so that we can take the group up for a day and spend uh, some time not only visiting the citrus variety collection and learning about that, which is a major industry in Southern California, but also getting a chance to work with, um, meet with some of the academics that are doing research projects within the UC that that information will then in turn be 
fed to the master gardeners as we do our outreach activities. So it's it's nice to 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 take them onto the UC campus uh, in Riverside. It's a major agricultural campus, and for them to be able to physically make that connection between master gardener program and the University of California because we are one and the same. Um, yeah, I did I did very much appreciate the uh, the field trips or the trips to the university farms that we did. I, I found that to be uh, some of my favorite parts of the education. Um, so people should just watch the website to see when the applications are or check in with their local master gardener uh, groups in their counties and, and, and watch for the application. And actually in San Diego, I would, I would suggest to be, a little, be um, uh, a little more active about it and go to our website now if it's something that you're interested in it to sign up for our notification. And then when the applications are available, we will send that information out to everybody. So as soon as it's available and online, they can go in and, and download it and start working with it. Yeah. So one program I really appreciate, Scott, is the uh, Healthy Garden, Healthy Home program, right? There's a lot of sustainability and conservation built into uh, these programs. Um, how did this come about? Well, Healthy Garden, Healthy Home program was created back in 2004, and it started actually as a, uh, a, a grant or funding that was provided by the State Water Resource Control Board to look at ways in which um, we could protect our watershed, that we could minimize the amount of substances that were being introduced into the watershed. Um, and there were several different organizations that were working with this program, but the university's um, connection to that came through the County of San Diego and the Department of Public Works Watershed Protection Program. And they brought us on as the facilitator for this public outreach piece of of this program, and that was that, that turned into Healthy Garden, Healthy Home. Um, and when it was originally created, what we were the, our, the first things that we did is one, we we knew we had a group of master gardeners that were interested in this activity, so we set up a training program, an advanced training program for integrated pest management, and took those individuals through that with the intent that they would then be able to share that information with their fellow master gardeners, but then also serve as an advanced education group that could go out into the community and do additional activities. We also wanted to get in, in touch with the, the retail centers in San Diego County. So we, we developed several different pieces that we could work with the retail centers. We developed a newsletter that would be basically information that would be sent out to them. We developed a um, training program and offered it to retail uh, center staff and we would either on a weekly basis or a monthly basis go out and train them on modules. You know, maybe this month it would be on soils, this month it would be on entomology, this month it would be on plant pathology. Um, but so we did that and made that connection with that group. We also developed a, and, and this is unfortunately one of the, the, um, the uh, what do I want to say, the the, the areas that's been harmed by COVID within our program, but we developed a touchscreen kiosk um, that is, it's wonderful. It's in English, it's in Spanish. Um, it touches on the top 60 or so different pests. Uh, you set it at a, at a, initially the idea was to set it at a retail center, but really you can put it at a retail center, a community center. Uh, we have one of them at a community college. But the idea is that when someone has a question about pest management or taking care of their plants, and they're about to purchase something, they can go up to this kiosk and it'll actually ask them questions by them selecting on different options on the kiosk and take them through and give them recommendations, what we call quick tips from the Integrated Pest Management Program at UC Davis um, on how to um, 
either manage that pest or deal with that problem uh, or work with that program. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID um, and our concern for um, being able to sanitize those units between uses, we've actually had to pull them out of use uh, for right now. So. Um, they serve, they, they, they've served for about 12 years, and I think the lifespan on them is five, so they're doing really good. But they were, they were our money's, money's worth out of them. We, got, so. we definitely got our money's worth out of that. So, Scott, help us understand here how uh, that type of work or some of the workshops on ants that you guys do is uh, helping protect the watershed. Well, the, the whole focus of the workshops and the activities that we're doing is to provide information to people about how they can most appropriately and environmentally sensitively deal with the issues that they have, whether it's cultural practices on a plant or pest management issues. And so each one of these workshops, um, regardless of what the topic is, focuses back to that. The information that they're being provided about that topic is gonna to focus back to protecting our watershed. And bottom line, what we're doing is we're asking folks to reduce the amount of substances or eliminate the amount of substances that they're introducing into the watershed or that they could possibly introduce into the watershed. Probably one of the biggest areas of contamination into the watershed is what we call non-point source pollution what we create, what we as residents create. They're not coming from a farm, it's not coming from a factory, it's coming from our community in general. So if we can educate the public through these workshops, through these materials about, you know, when you're gonna apply pesticides, this is how you do it. When you're gonna apply fertilizer, this is how you do it. You know, so many people sometimes will think, you know, if I'm gonna use a teaspoon of this, a tablespoon will be better. No, because what you've done is you put excess materials into it, in, in, into the environment, you potentially stressed your plant. If you have an irrigation malfunction or a runoff issue, there's a potential for that excess material to run into the watershed and then cause additional damage. So that's really where the focus of these workshops is, 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 is helping folks um, have the tools that they need through knowledge and through materials to properly take care of their pests and their, their plants um, so that we reduce or eliminate the, um, the substances that are being introduced into our watershed. Yeah, what I really like about it too, Scott, is you guys have become uh, masters at uh, uh, protecting the watershed without saying this class is about protecting the watershed, which some people just wouldn't be interested in. Oh, exactly, exactly. If I was going to put on a workshop and say, this is how you can protect your watershed, I'd probably be sitting in a room by myself. But if I put a workshop on that says, hey, come learn how to work, how to grow a salsa garden, people will come to it and they're going to get the same thing. Or the big, this not this weekend, but Halloween, October 31st, the scariest pest in San Diego County, we're going to be doing a, how to manage your ants. So um, yeah, if you're interested in it, go to our website and sign up for it. But, but yeah, that's that, yeah, that, that's how we get that information to the folks. Yeah, it's really a nice way to supply the community with some really positive information that everybody benefits from. I really admire that. So Scott, what are some of the key areas of waste that you see in gardens uh, over the years, you know, that uh, a lot of community people in the community gardening uh, at world are, are, are doing? Well, I, I think it's some of the things that I, that I mentioned, the, the, the excess fertilizers that are put in because people are over fertilizing, excess pesticides or applying pesticides improperly, um, you know, putting, applying pesticides when there's wind activity and you, you have a blow off onto untargeted areas, um, 
applying pesticides when there's a rain event scheduled or you have an irrigation event scheduled and that rain comes on, that irrigation comes on and washes that, that substance down into the community. Um, and then erosion, um, you know, any anytime when we have, have a runoff from our properties, there's always the potential that erosion from soil is gonna happen as well and that's gonna contaminate our watershed. So um, those, those I would say are, are really the, the, the key components. And once again, um, our program, this Healthy Garden, Healthy Home Program, what I would consider to be um, a, a real fun um, three and a half minute video. It's on our website called Protecting Our Watersheds. It's in English and in Spanish. You can go click on it. And it kind of gives a, in, in a nutshell, um, you know, three and a half minutes of this is what um, the program does. And if you can't do that, but you come to the ant workshop, we're going to show it. Yeah, that's great. So um, uh, the other thing, you know, being a water guy, uh, I get real interested in the uh, project Clean Water. Uh, what's that about? What are Master Gardeners doing there? Well, Project Clean, and, and actually Project Clean Water is a effort that started in San Diego in, in early 2000. Um, it's, it was basically um, the idea of individuals um, identifying, discussing, and developing uh, programs, procedures, processes that would protect the water quality in San Diego. And it really, it, it, it's a, it's a, a system-wide program throughout the county. Um, it, it addresses San Diego County and the southern parts of Orange County and, and um, Riverside County. It involves um, many different agencies throughout the county, the, the City of San Diego, Department of Water, uh, the San Diego County Water Authority. Our connection to it comes through the County of San Diego, the watership or the, the Department of Public Works and Watershed Protection Program. And, and we are just one small piece of that program where we're doing this public outreach and activity. And that's both the Master Gardener Program and the Healthy Garden, Healthy Home Program. Is that, that's what we're doing. We're helping disseminate that information that's being um, generated by these organizations, whether it's the university or these other agencies. Yeah, so we have uh, one of our viewers is asking, they're, they're mentioning that their county is actually shut down with master gardeners right now, not much activity happening. Uh, we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic, but uh, you seem to be going strong. What, uh, how are you dealing with the pandemic? What, what's happening there with uh, master gardeners in San Diego? You know, Richard, this has probably been one of the most difficult times of my career. Um, I've, I've worked through, as you said, worked for the university for almost 35 years, and I never realized that the, 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 the final few uh, years of my, pro, of my um, activity would be with this. But that being said, and looking at the Master Gardening Program and what these individuals do, I, I'm, I'm completely humbled by uh, the individuals in our organization, and I'd love to share with you some of the stuff that's happened because in San Diego, because we are an urban community, up until very recently, we've been under a directive from the County of San Diego and from the University of California, which we completely support in that we cannot gather in, in groups of more than one per household. Basically, that means you and the people that live under your roof are the only ones who can get together. That's relaxing a little bit. That's made it very difficult to do outreach and education activities. Everything we do is in person, not everything, but most, a lot of the stuff we do is in person. So when this, when the, when the, the, the shelter at home order first came, um, the managers did some things that I thought were very significant. And the, and, and the very first one that happened, happened from a group of our uh, master gardeners that work on our hotline committee. And this is a, a, a committee that we have an office in our, in, in a space, an office space in our office in Curry Mason and Monday through Friday, master gardeners would come in and deal with the hotlines and they would deal with the, um, 
the emails and they were shut out of that. They had to stay home. So within a few days, this committee created the system so that they could take and deal with all those questions on a remote level. Now, we are at this point staffing our Master Gardener hotline, emails and phones, seven days a week. Um, absolutely incredible response. Each month we have hundreds and hundreds of emails and phone calls uh, for questions that we're dealing with. So that, that's one of them. Another piece that and, is created. And Scott, that, that Ask a Master Gardener, uh, we can do that through the website or there's a telephone number on the website for any question exactly. you have about gardening or... Um, in, in fact, there's a, the, the next thing I would like to talk about is, is a new feature that we added to our Master Gardener website, and it was called Let's Grow Together San Diego uh, Stay-at-Home Resources. And we saw that with the resurgence of gardening activity because of folks having to stay at home, that there was more, um, we were getting more questions and, and more of a need for these resources. So what we did is develop a page on this, um, on our website uh, that, that, that focuses, and this is this nice little tomato plant, and each one of the tomatoes is different programs, reminiscence gardening, school gardening, uh, hotline, frequently asked questions, articles that have been published, um, uh, and it's information that the public can go to and activities and information there that they can access from home and do at home. So it's an absolutely wonderful site. Um, we've also, through our communications committee, have really have stepped up on the, the amount of publications that we've been putting out there, whether it's publications through print um, or on the web or our social media, and getting gardening information out. And we've been encouraged and supported by uh, the community, the San Diego Union Tribune, uh, local gardening magazines that have taken our information and printed it so, and put it out there for the public use. So we're really have made a focus, focused effort on that. Um, as, as we kind of regrouped and knew that we would not be able to uh, do things in person, uh, we decided that, well, let's take advantage of some of these new virtual platforms like Zoom that we're on today. And so now we have a, a, a group of master gardeners that are actually going out and doing speakers bureau presentations via Zoom. Um, and they're working with community colleges, they're working with garden clubs, they're working with, with uh, community centers to put this information out there and to, to continue to work, do the work that they've done. It's not the same thing as being there, but at least they're involved and act, active in it. Um, and now the next piece that we're working on is looking at, um, okay, what, what, what do we need to do to, to develop our skills and being able to create these materials? So we've got a whole group of master gardeners that are interested in learning to do videos and learning to do videos properly so that we can put together lesson plans, little short clips that can be given to schools, given to community gardens um, uh, during this time when we actually aren't able to get out and show folks in person what, what we'd like to do. It's, it sounds like a really nice opportunity to come through this pandemic uh, better than we started, right? It's a real way to improve. You know, it's interesting. We've got another master gardener on from Pennsylvania that's saying, uh, gee, uh, we, we moved everything to Zoom classes as well, and, and, it's, and it's working out. Now, Scott, we have one person asking a question about master gardener certifications. Do you have to apply in the county in which you're living now? Um, yeah. Like if I knew I was going to move or be moving, should I apply in a different county? Can I even do that? Um, that that's, a, that's a good question, and, and, and I have a, a non-answer to that. Um, it, it really depends on the county that you're in. 
Uh, typically, the idea is that the master gardener will be a count will be a master gardener in the county in which they live. Um, if you're going to be a master gardener in another county, let's say you had two counties that were next to each other that didn't have a formal relationship, then you would have to go through both of those cooperative extension offices and have their their blessing to be able to do that. Um, now, if and, and and I'll use as a couple examples of, of master gardeners that just graduated from our most recent class um, this past June. We had um, due to one individual due to the, the pandemic um, and their uh, family employment situation changed and they needed to move back to Virginia. And another family that was a military family that unexpectedly, they were expected to be in San Diego for three or four more years, but then needed to move to the Pacific Northwest. Those individuals went through the training programs here, but there's a, and, and once again, it depends on the community that they've moved to, but they can then transfer into that master gardener program um, there. I will typically have anywhere from three, four, five master gardeners um, that will approach me that have been certified either other parts of, of California or other parts of uh, the United States that have moved to San Diego and are interested in being involved with our program. And, you know, we have, of course, we have a procedure that they go through an application process, interviews and whatnot. But if you are a certified master gardener in another community, chances are really good that we want to use you as a certified master gardener here. Now, there may be some continuing education that we need to build into that because we have different plants here in, in San Diego than you have, have in, um, and Vancouver, Washington, or in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but um, you can, you know, it, it's information that we can turn. What do master gardeners love to do? They love to learn. Yeah. So Scott, you actually did have an active master gardener class uh, when the pandemic hit. What did what did you guys do about that? You know that that was, and and I have to say that th once again, this is a group of individuals that I am so proud of and, and so impressed by that we had started our current class in January and in March, we were basically shut down. And we had about a, and fortunately for us, the shutdown happened when we had the next week as a dark week. We took a week, the operations committee to kind of reassess things, reorganize how we would, what we, what we would, could do. We reached out to the class. They said 100%, we wanna continue on with our activities. Um, we looked at our colleagues around the state and said, you know, this is what we'd like to do. We were planning on having you fly in from Davis, but now that's not going to be a possibility. Can we do your training on Zoom? Recreated the, the program. And um, some of the things we weren't able to do, like the field trips to Riverside or the trips to the Botanic Garden, but we took these individuals through a quality pro training program. Um, they completed everything that they needed to do. They all class passed their tests uh, with, with flying colors. And we, or we certified 47 new master gardeners in June on June 16th. And, and I and the county director, sorry. Yeah, that yeah, was fantastic. I and the county director were never more proud of a group of individuals than we were that day that, that we graduated that group. Yeah, it's a great group, and boy, they really uh, they really rallied behind everything that was going on and all the change. And you know, again, they they came out uh, they came out better for it. Yep. Well, Scott, this has been fabulous. I really want to thank you for joining all of us today. Uh, boy, uh, I know everybody came away from this learning uh, and knowing more about master gardeners. 
uh, about the program in general, as well as uh, Healthy Home, uh, Healthy Garden, Healthy Home. So thank you for that. And viewers, thank you for spending some of your uh, Friday with us. Again, we hope we uh, uh, reach you guys with the right content. Uh, we're trying to educate and help everybody through this uh, unusual time. So we really appreciate all of you being here for us. Uh, thank you. Remember, uh, all these trainings are on the website, so you can find them under James uh, USA, uh, under the training section of the website. And uh, for those of you who like to listen to podcasts, we are on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts as well. Uh, next week on Wednesday, we've got uh, Eric Olson, president of Jane Irrigation, is going to be talking his uh, part three of his fertil uh, fertilize, uh, fer fertilizer uh, series that has been just fascinating. We're going to talk a little bit about application next week and, uh, and measurements. So again, thank you, Scott. Thanks, everybody. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Uh, have, a, have a great weekend, everybody. Thank Bye you. Now.